November 27th. And now we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. And today's reading will come from the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1, verses 1 through 21. Here's a, a brief overview of what 2 Peter is all about. When he wrote this book, the apostle was conscious that death was near and that the church was in danger. For false teachers were creeping in. He urged the believers to hold to the precious word and grow spiritually, and to identify and shun false teachers, and to keep the promise of Christ's return uppermost in their hearts. He stressed spiritual knowledge that comes from God's word. And you'll have power for the present. That's what uh, the first chapter here teaches. When you trusted Christ, He gave you all that you need for life and godliness. All you have to do is appropriate what you need from His resources. His Word feeds the divine nature within, and you can grow in knowledge and in grace. This is not automatic. You must be diligent to use the means of grace that God has provided. You'll have assurance from the past. Peter would be martyred soon, so he took occasion to remind his readers that they could trust the Word of God. Although Peter's experience on the Mount of Transfiguration was wonderful, my friend, experiences are not a substitute for the unchanging Word of God. And you'll have hope for the future. The Word is a light in this dark world, pointing to the return of the Lord. Private interpretation means that no prophecy should be isolated from the rest of Scripture or interpreted apart from the leading of the Spirit who gave it to us. The Spirit wrote one book, and it must be understood as a whole. Believers may differ on individual matters of prophecy, but uh, they all agree on the one hope, and that is Jesus is coming again, and He's coming soon. And now let's begin our reading today. In the New Testament. November 27, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 21. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to all of you who share the same precious faith we have, faith given to us by Jesus Christ, our God and Savior, who makes us right with God. May God bless you with His special favor and wonderful peace as you come to know Jesus, our God and Lord, better and better. As we know Jesus better, His divine power gives us everything we need for living a godly life. He has called us to receive His own glory and goodness, and by that same mighty power, He has given us all of His rich and wonderful promises. He has promised that you will escape the decadence all around you, caused by evil desires, and that you will share in His divine nature. So make every effort to apply the benefits of these promises to your life. Then your faith will produce a life of moral excellence. A life of moral excellence leads to knowing God better. Knowing God leads to self-control. Self-control leads to patient endurance and patient endurance leads to godliness. Godliness leads to love for other Christians. And finally, you will grow to have genuine love for everyone. The more you grow like this, 
the more you will become productive and useful in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop these virtues are blind, or at least very short-sighted. They have already forgotten that God has cleansed them from their old life of sin. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Doing this, you will never stumble or fall away. And God will open wide the gates of heaven for you to enter into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I plan to keep on reminding you of these things, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth. Yes, I believe I should keep on reminding you of these things as long as I live. But the Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that my days here on earth are numbered, and I am soon to die. So I will work hard to make these things clear to you. I want you to remember them long after I am gone. For we are not making up clever stories when we told you about the power of our Lord Jesus Christ and His coming again. We have seen His majestic splendor with our own eyes. And He received honor and glory from God the Father when God's glorious majestic voice called down from heaven. This is my beloved Son. I am fully pleased with Him. We ourselves heard the voice when we were there with Him on the holy mountain. Because of that, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. Pay close attention, for their words are like a light shining in a dark place. Until the day Christ appears, and His brilliant light shines in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophets themselves or because they wanted to prophesy. It was the Holy Spirit who moved the prophets to speak from God. Psalm 119, verses 97-112 through 112. Those who love God's Word and obey it develop a practical wisdom for guiding their lives. It's dangerous to learn from your enemies, and both your teachers and your elderly friends may not know what you need to know. So learn all you can from every good source. But let God, not man, be your teacher. You see, my friend, in a dark world, God's Word can be your light to keep you from the traps and detours of the enemy. God gives you the light you need a step at a time. That's why it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. If you want more light, you must obey what he says. Then more light will come. God sends the light into your heart and gives you the wisdom you need. This is David Evans in second phase. Um, I just wanted to lift up third phase. So you guys in Columbus, um, I've noticed over the past month, you guys have uh, not only taken ownership of the discipleship assignment, but have gone above and beyond in being intentional with us. And um, there's a lot of unity right now, and you guys have fostered that. And uh, this past Sunday at Veritas, I, it was very encouraging that... Uh, third and fourth phase just uh sat with a second phase and we were all together as one group and i also wanted to give a shout out down to the farm 
I'm looking forward to coming down and serving with you guys in a couple weeks. Um, I really miss Paul and Aaron, so if you guys could do me a big favor and give them a hug for me, I would greatly appreciate that. Your first commitment is to God. The God who gave you life, who blew breath into you, has a right to expect a return on his investment above all others. He gave you life. Mama bought you shoes, daddy got you a bicycle, God gave you life. I will not face a giant without you. I will not make a major decision without prayer. I will not bring somebody into my life just because they please me. I'll submit myself, my destiny, my future over to you. You are my foundation. You are my rock. You are my fortress. You are my strength. You are my defense. Without you, I can do nothing. You are the substratum of every dream I have ever dreamed in my life. And I will take no promotion you don't want me to have. And I will accept no friend you don't want me to have. You're my rock. You owe him a level of commitment. You owe him a level of commitment. It's wrong for you to think that you're going to give an offering and God's going to bless a business you ain't committed to. Bless a marriage you ain't committed to. Bless you in school and you won't study. Bless you as a saint of God and you won't walk like a saint of God. Who do you think God is? Somebody playing in Vegas? God is not hitting a slot machine. God is a guaranteed, definite, I am the mighty God for sure blessing. He told Abraham, I swear I'm going to bless you. Ain't no chance, ain't no doubt, ain't no joke about it. If I told you I was going to bless you, I will open up the windows of hallelujah. Then wonder why I thought I'd be further than I am at the age of, Let me tell you why you are not further It is not the devil, it is not witches, it is not demons And it's sure God ain't haters You are not any further than where you are right now Because you have never thrown your whole self at anything in your life You take a half committed man and a half committed trifling woman And put them together and they'll have some half committed trifling kids and the whole house will be half committed because children will be what they see stop fussing at your kids they're a reflection of you your second commitment is to family and it's a very important commitment through the storm and the rain and the heartache and the pain and the disappointment you have to believe in the we and the us and not the me and the you or you're not gonna make it it's a commitment it's not a feeling you gotta come home when you in love and you gotta come home when you're not in love or you're not gonna make it and stay there till the love comes back it's a commitment y'all don't want to hear real truth you want to hear fairy tale Hollywood shake and bake stuff, but in reality, it's a commitment. Psalm 119, verses 97 through 112. Oh, how I love your, the Lord's law. I think about it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for your commands are my constant guide.
Yes, I have more insight than my teachers. For I am always thinking of your decrees. I am even wiser than my elders. For I have kept your commandments. I have refused to walk on any path of evil. That I may remain obedient to your word. I haven't turned away from your laws. For you have taught me well. How sweet are your words to my taste! They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. I've promised it once, and I'll promise again. I will obey your wonderful laws. I have suffered much, O Lord. Restore my life again, just as you promised. Lord, accept my grateful thanks, and teach me your laws. My life constantly hangs in the balance, but I will not stop obeying your law. The wicked have set their traps for me along your path, but I will not turn from your commandments. Your decrees are my treasure. They are truly my heart's delight. I am determined to keep your principles even forever to the very end. Proverbs chapter 28, verses 17 and 18. A murderer's tormented conscience will drive him into the grave. Don't protect him. The honest will be rescued from harm, but those who are crooked will be destroyed. <laughs>